listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 257. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Well, hey there, you amazing human. Welcome back to another awesome episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. I am your host all the way from Brisbane, Australia, and from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped women around the world make more money by creating a personalized business strategy and mastering their mindset so they can create a business and life they love and want to show up for every single day. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, you awesome human. I hope your day is going epically well. I know I am. Today's just been a day of recording podcasts and getting into the moment at time of recording. And today I am pumped because we are bringing on the show the most brilliant human stuff, joining us all the way from Massachusetts over in the USA. She's going to be chatting today about how soul blocks can impact the growth of your business. We go deep and talk about what are the most spiritual soul blocks that she sees in women in business. We then talk about how soul blocks impact the growth of business, if not dealt with. She talks about how women will know if they've got their soul blocks and what questions they can ask themselves and what are the signs and symptoms. She also is going to share with us her simple framework for women in business wanting to work through and release these soul blocks. And of course, as always, there is so much other goodness that will come from today's amazing podcast with Steph. But before we start in this awesome episode, this episode is sponsored by my four-day exclusive Bali retreat for women in business happening October 19th through till October 22nd. From amazing speakers to mastermind sessions to sound healing, luxury accommodation, connection, and time for you, this is a retreat that is a must, not a need, my friend. It is something that you're going to want to be included in. To learn more about the four-day exclusive Bali retreat, send me a message over on Instagram as my handle is Angela Henderson Consulting. Spots are limited. Now let's get into today's awesome episode with Steph. Welcome to the show, Steph. Hey, thanks, Angela, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Gosh, well, I'm excited to have you too. I know we just have come into each other's worlds. Literally, this is the first time we've been able to connect. I know I put a reach out in one of the Boston network groups over in America looking for guests, and you were one of them. And so I just love connecting with other amazing humans around the world, especially for the topic that we're going to be talking about today, which is how soul blocks impact the growth of our business. And I think this is an important conversation, a conversation that maybe most of my listeners haven't had yet. So I'm excited to dig into this. But before we dig in, I always like to ask my guests a fun question uh, so that the audience gets to know you a little bit better. So my fun question to you is, is what is your number one thing on your bucket list? Oh, I have, you know what? I have a whole bucket. I have a whole bucket list. So Mm -hmm. I, um, I, I'm looking to buy a house in Sicily. Oh, wow. How amazing will that be? Yes, 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 yes. 
So, and why yeah. Sicily? What is that? What's the love of Sicily? Well, first of all, I'm Sicilian. Uh-huh. I was raised. I was raised uh, steeped in steeped in Sicilian traditions, uh, and I have spent extended time in Sicily. And mm-hmm. I have found, by accident, I found that everything that I speak and write about is lived on steroids uh-huh. in Sicily. Mm-hmm. So they basically have a, what's called, it's, it's almost like a blue zone life, uh, which is, I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with that, but no. um, it's, those are the, there's five blue zone life uh, areas in, in the world. Mm-hmm. And these are places where people live longer. Wow. And, um, and, and one of those places is Sardinia. And uh-huh. which is an island off the coast of, of Italy as well, like much like Sicily, uh-huh. though Sicily, Sicily is bigger and and busier. Uh-huh. And uh, and so when I compared the when I found out about the blue zone lines, I, I said to compare what is Sicily like, because this sounds a lot like what I'm living when I'm in Sicily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the statistics are uh basically people live longer in these blue zone areas. They have, they, they're like, they, they've lived to be a hundred years old and they have some of the same things in common. So I checked out uh, the statistics of Sicily uh, next to Sardinia and they're very, very close, very close in numbers. And I said, well, cause it sounds like this is what I'm doing. And basically uh, they have community, uh, family, uh, 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 natural, you know, activity where it's not just that they're not just going to the gym, but they're naturally just always moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, moderate uh, alcohol consumption. That's two, at least two glasses of wine a day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they have a spiritual base. There's, you know, they're spiritual mm-hmm. and uh, and there's a support system and they they have certain habits like they they don't eat until they're stuffed. They they stop when they're when they're comfortable and they have, you know, in Sicily, when I, when I go there, I learn more about myself and more about how, uh, how life, uh, a stress-free life feels. Yeah. And, and you know, Sicilians would much rather spend time in the coffee shop with their friends than get a second job. Mm -hmm. You know their life is has purpose. That's a, that's another one of the the uh, the factors. Is there's it's a purpose driven purpose driven life. There's a reason to get up every day. And I mean, I guess you can just say that again. Ultimately, your heart is filled with gratitude. Your heart is filled with joy. Your heart is filled with happiness. Right. And something that I feel in the world that we live in today, people are actually missing you know, more than ever before. And I think there's also a disconnect. We're more connected, quote unquote, via internet and all that. But through human connections, I mean, rate of suicides going up. Uh, You think about the last time that you have family dinners, right? It's few and far between. I remember I shared this on the podcast a while ago where I saw a clip on Instagram where the man said something like, how old are your parents? He was interviewing a guy and the guy said, mm-hmm. my parents would say 60. He said, well, let's just say your parents lived now till 70. Let's just say, he said, so you've got 10 more years. He said, how many times do you have dinner? With, uh, how many times do you see them a year? He said, two times. So he said, you have 20 dinners left with your parents before they're gone. Yeah, that puts it in perspective, doesn't it? And he was like, oh, and he's like, okay, yeah. So it's like you think that we're doing all this stuff, but somewhere in certain cultures, I believe we are actually so disconnected. You also look at like age care. Our age care, 
our average I mean, age, I guess, is going up, right? Our population right. is getting older, but people are just going more and more into aged care homes, right? And then they're deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And then we're seeing an increase of dementia and physical dimming contributions too, right? From different conditions. And I think, well, if you're fam, if you were with family and you're getting out in sunshine and you're connecting more, what would that mean, right? For those people who are uh, for our aging population. So yeah, I guess we could talk exactly. about this probably forever. Yeah, but I love yeah, exactly. I love that you know buying a house in Sicily is on your bucket list and the reason behind it because I mean how exciting is that? And that's one of the things I encourage listeners to do. Often people are just chasing the dollar, chasing the dollar, chasing the dollar, and they forget about why are they chasing the dollar? What will that dollar allow to have in your life that you don't currently have? And for wow. you, it's going to allow you to have this beautiful place in Sicily where again you feel at home, but more importantly, you're living a life where every day is a good day right? Exactly. And it's on your terms. So no, so I love it. So thank you for sharing that, Steph. Now, for those listeners who might not know you, Steph, all the way from America, I've got a large, more international, Aussie, New Zealand, UK-based audience. I love Can it. you tell the listeners a little bit, just a brief kind of where did you start in business and what are you up to today? So uh, I actually started my business uh, right after I had, I, I got divorced mm-hmm. and, you know, it was, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do with myself? And, you know, my kids, uh, my kids are now all men and they're grown. But at the time I had a couple of little, couple of younger, younger kids, not really, not really babies, not babies mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I had to do something and mm-hmm. I said, well, I am going to do what I love. And I, I started to write, write blogs. Uh, and uh, my sister said, oh, well, you need to, this is so good. You need to put this in a book. So I put my blogs together and created a book mm-hmm. and I always loved the radio. So I said, let me, you know what? I think I'm going to get back, get on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I did that and, you know, it still wasn't really creating a business. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I, I got a, uh, I got a, uh, I hired a coach, mm-hmm. a business coach, and I started to weed out what exactly I do. What do I want to do? What, what do I love? What gifts do I have to share? Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to come clean with, uh, with my, my gifts, my spiritual gifts mm-hmm. and how I, how I want to use them to serve people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, uh, coming to terms with, uh, my, my, uh, rear disorder, colon syndrome mm-hmm. and being able to talk about it. Uh, and so all of this, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you just kind of try and see if it works and yep. does it fit? Does, is it aligned? You know, does it feel good? Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of move through things and you redo your bio and you redo your elevator pitch and all of that stuff and, and just get clarity. And that's what I've been doing. Uh, that's what I've done uh, to get to the place to where I am now, which is, you know, I'm an intuitive soul guide, healer, author, mm-hmm. international speaker, and a radio talk show host uh, here in Boston. So I, and, and I offer one-on-one soul guidance uh, uh, and uh, retreats in Sicily, mm-hmm. as well as workshops and speaking engagements and lunch and learns and things like that. So uh what do I do? I actually help people be okay with themselves, mm-hmm. help them to uh, find their purpose and live the life 
and put the F you back in fun with no regrets. Mm -hmm. And also when it comes to businesses, I work with businesses to help them meld their businesses into families, Mm -hmm. uh, like the, in sort of in the Sicilian tradition Mm -hmm. where we talk about, you know, what does it mean to be a healthy, family that supports one, you know, whether the members support one another Mm -hmm. and including sitting down at the dinner table. Mm. And that's another thing that a connection piece, right? Again, is a lot of times people like, oh, bring your iPads, bring your, we don't, I have a very strict and I've always had a very strict rule about there's no electronics at the dinner table, et cetera, right? Like it's a time to speak, but, and, and again, no judgment to those that do that's each to their own. But if you're really, truly wanting to connect with your kids, when our time is so limited, really, you know, like some of my best conversations are when I'm driving with my kids in the car, right? Because we have to drive to sport, we have to do whatever. And there can be some really juicy conversations during that time. And as I've also found is as they get older, they don't necessarily want to look you in the eye the way they did when they were little, right? Is those conversations across the dinner table, across food, um, sitting, you know, beside each other in the car, are still so powerful and so needed because though they might not come and say, I want to talk to you, mom, the reality of it is, is they still want a connection. They still want to be heard and they still want to be seen. Well, we're created to live in community. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we're created for this. And what's going to happen is, is we're raising a whole generation and, you know, and all of us, and many of us succumb to this as well, where people, uh, don't in- interact. They're not together in a f- physically. Mm-hmm. And so what, what happens there is going down the road, you know, people, kids today are going, going further. They're not going to understand the nonverbal cues mm-hmm. that you receive when you're speaking to somebody in person, whether it's hand, you know, I'm a Sicilian and my hands are already moving. My hands mm-hmm. are flying around mm-hmm. and, you know, and, or you're, you know, the, the facial gestures in uh, tone inflection, you know, uh, uh, where you make, where you pause, these things help us interpret messages that we hear in the words aren't as important as all of those other factors, because you could say one thing and the way it's presented can mean totally something totally different to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So um, we're we're missing out on that. And I believe truly uh, without this, without being together, present physically, what's going to happen is, is people are unhappy and they won't know why. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody like me, I crave being together. This is why I go to Sicily, why I have my family over for Sunday dinner, you know, and we, I spend time with friends, but I'm also older. Mm-hmm. And that's, I know, I, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone, you know, mm-hmm. but the thing is with younger people who don't understand about sitting at the dinner table and what it does, uh, what it does for you as you know, in with growth and, and, uh, and connecting with people, what's going to happen is, is they're just going to have a pit in their stomach. Something's missing mm-hmm. and they won't know what it is and they won't know how to fill it. So they're going to fill it with stuff that doesn't serve them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where we run into problems. And I'm assuming we'll also probably get into this now as we kind of get into the topic for today, which is around, how soul blocks impact the growth of your business. But it's not just going to be business. It's also, I'm going to assume here, because business is not singular. Do you know what I mean? Everything, energy is energy. Everything impacts everything. So home life, community, and business. So since we're talking about how soul blocks impact the growth of your business, and as I said earlier in the podcast, I believe this could be a, a 
quite a new topic to the listeners. I just want to start off with like the definition. So we're all kind of running from the same space for how you define what are spiritual soul blocks. So anything that, so a, a, a spiritual soul block in it, at these, this is anything that gets in the way of our soul's progress. So our, we have, we're, this is a soul journey. Mm-hmm. We, um, we are more non-physical than we are physical. We're non-physical. Then we, then we come into our skin, but we still have that physical spirit, that soul. Mm-hmm. And then we transition out and we're, and we're non-physical again. So, and what, how do we get from point A to point B? And, and really you can do that and be happy and, and at peace and enjoy and enjoy your life or you can struggle through life. And, and I believe that people who are not living their purpose, who don't uh, live their life according to what's buried inside of them, what's inside of them, they're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're going, they're not going to be as happy as those of us who have sort of woken up and said, yeah, there's got to be more to this. Mm-hmm. And, and the soul blocks are basically those things that get in the way of our soul's progress as we evolve and grow. And so when you talk about these blocks, can you give some examples about like, what are the most spiritual soul blocks you see for women or women in business collectively? Well, you know, I, I would say it's, it's, it starts with not being okay in your own skin, mm-hmm. not being, and, and, and questioning and not living your purpose. But I think women in general tend to have a hard time with other women and they're not as supportive. So there's some jealousy there. Mm-hmm. There's fear, fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, uh, you know, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these are very common uh, with women in business. Uh, you know, there's, Worrying about competition and instead of uh, collaboration. Mm-hmm. I would suspect that, again, one of the things that we would say is there'd be women out there, that's not me, that's not me, that's not me. Because from a conscious level, they're going to do mean they've tricked themselves into thinking that that's not them, right? But from a subconscious level, which, you know, we know makes up pretty much 97% of our overall decision-making, that's right. you know, decisions mm-hmm. is in my opinion, in my experience is that there's a lot of women in business who deny themselves this, right? Because they've tricked themselves, like I just said, and it's actually stunting their growth, right? Because they're not willing to get to the root of actually where these blocks are coming from. And because of how whatever they're consuming on the internet, whatever, again, story they keep telling themselves, they keep feeding into this negative cycle, hence why these blocks continue to be there, but they don't does that make sense? Like, I just feel like there's. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, people are addicted, you know, there's toxic relationships are blocks. Like it could be external as well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, relationships uh, and it, relationships that don't serve us. You know, we, uh, we as human beings are actually addicted to suffering. Mm-hmm. We're addicted to the stress and we're addicted to not feeling good both emotionally and physiologically, because mm-hmm. physiologically, we uh, what happens is, is when we're in a tense situation or a situation that doesn't feel good to us, our, our adrenaline goes up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you get on that, you know, uh, you get tense and you have physical uh, 
manifestations mm-hmm. of whatever's going on. Whatever's going on emotionally starts manifesting physically in your body. And then what happens is, is when you get to a place where you're maybe at peace, your body actually craves the adrenaline and the mm-hmm. sh- and, and and wants that st- the cortisol and that stress hormone to come. You know that so you actually physiologically crave toxicity. And that's the thing is in a world where things are chaotic, right? If mm-hmm. you think about trauma, and we won't get too much into it, but it was like if you if your grandmother had trauma and chaos in their life, and then your mom witnessed it, then surely you're going to witness it. And I know for me, as I've had to do a lot of the inner work and release my own soul blocks because I didn't want that cycle to continue. But it's not easy, right? No one's like, yeah, I get to go and cry my eyes out for the next two hours. Well, do you know what I mean? We dig into where all this shit's coming from, right? It's not an easy thing because people are happy just to like put a bow on it and put it to the sun and be like, oh, we'll come back to that. It's easier. There's more important things I need to do, quote unquote, again, and they continue to tell themselves that. And then they get to 40 and then they get to 50 and then they get to 60 and then they they, they just start to settle. And I am seeing this more and more and more. And I also find that the more spiritual journey that I go on and the more inner work that I go on, people are also, they want what you have and they'll do anything they can to keep the chaos and self-sabotage you. And I'm like, I could talk a million different stories where you see this from the passive aggressive comments Mm -hmm. to the trying to split people against each other. Right. And it all comes down is, is they Yes, they're, they, I do believe they're happy for us, but they're so jealous, which you talked about, right, of what I have. And it's not even half from a money perspective. This isn't about no. revenue wealth. Right. This is about like, I'm happy in my own skin. I'm happy with, you know what I mean, asking my husband of 20 years for a divorce and he lives 20 seconds from my front door. People can't understand how we can still get along and still have right. a, and co-parent in a very beautiful way. And then they're just like, no, you should hate him. Oh, he's going to take your money. Do you know what I mean? They project all these things on because it's their own trauma. And I believe in a podcast I was talking about with Holly a couple of weeks ago where we looked more at traumas, wherever there's drama, there's trauma. And, oh, if absolutely. and if there's drama in your life, I would say there's a direct correlation that your soul has blocks in it, right? And this is stinting your growth for business. But yet again, on your to-do list, it's the last thing you're prepared to look at. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I would say that, uh, you, you know, what you're saying is 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 absolutely true. Uh, I think people, you know, women, women especially, because we're such, uh, we tend to, either give, 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 or then, or hoard, you mm-hmm. know, we, we actually give beyond, you know, give without uh, regard to ourselves to feel better about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we, you know, or we just, we hold on to stuff so tight because we might lose it. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, all of this, all of these ideas and uh, these thoughts about soul blocks, they, they get in the way people's people who are not aware they're a little I call them they're sleepers mm-hmm. they're sleepers yeah. they're not aware and they uh they don't realize there's something more to this life mm-hmm. and you know sometimes they'll wake up sometimes not mm-hmm. uh but the thing is with um with women in business it's very important for women to be aligned to their purpose and to feel good in their own skin and know their worth and know the uh, that by living an aligned life, they are contributing to the whole. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
And what happens is, is uh, if they, if they're not, if they're not their, their work, they're not living, uh, you know, they're not uh, in purpose-driven work. They're not happy in their space. They're not realizing because they're not mindful. Mm-hmm. They're not mindful of how this feels and how this is manifesting in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And yes, they want to, they want it, they want, it's much easier to sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. It's much easier. But the, the problem with that is it never really does go away. Mm-hmm. It, it's there. And as you said, these soul blocks then impact the growth of their business because potentially they continue to show up in physical symptoms and they're getting unwell and they're tired and they're overwhelmed and they've got anxiety and things like that. Or it might be showing up in their relationships with clients, you know, et cetera, drawing in that abundance and being able to do I mean have sales and people like the impacts of this is huge. But for women out there, if they were like going, how would women know if they have these blocks? Like, are there any particular type of questions that they could be asking themselves? We've talked a little bit about the signs and symptoms, but is there anything where they could start to go a little bit deeper to say, like, actually, this is the shit that I do need to start working on? Well, here's 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 what I, I do with myself. And this is what I would tell clients to do. When, when something comes up, whether it's internal or an external force, like a person or something, a trigger, mm-hmm. you'll start to feel it in your body and you'll feel it. it you know, you, you get, um, you know, your stomach tenses up, you mm-hmm. sweat or you shake or your hair stands on end or, uh, or you get a dry throat, a lump in your throat. You mm-hmm. feel like crying. Anything that comes out physiologically, you want to start questioning. And what happens is, is we're always moving so fast. We don't take the time to, to recognize how we actually feel in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, this could be, you know, this is the same when it comes to mindful eating, any, anything like that. But, you know, wh- what you want to do is, is, is feel what's going on and then start to ask questions. Why do I feel this way? What just happened that made me uh, sick to my stomach or made me want to cry or, you know, is it, and then you start to ask those questions and you start to say, well, oh, you know what, this person uh, didn't call me back or this client said, no, or a client decides I'm not, you know, I'm not interested anymore in what you're, what you're offering. Mm-hmm. And you start to take it personally and you figure out, well, maybe it's just not, instead of being separated from that and say, oh, you know what, this isn't a good fit and it's opening space for me to receive new clients, mm-hmm. we get, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? Um, I, you know, people always leave. I'm never going to be successful. You start to have these thoughts in your mind because there's some past event or events that, like you said earlier, have been buried into our subconscious mm-hmm. that when now these things come up, we feel it in our body, but we don't, we don't take the time to recognize why we're feeling it. And then once you start to f- realize why you can, those subconscious beliefs can come, can come up and you can push them out mm-hmm. and release them. And I think a lot of times too, it's just about the awareness of where these are, things are coming from. Right. But again, yes. because we're so busy, quote unquote, and we don't make time, quote unquote, which I actually think is bullshit because you'll always make time for things that are priorities. So therefore, when you don't make time for this, I believe it's not a priority in your life. And I'm like, well, how could this not be a priority in your life? If you want to do I mean, live a good life, run a successful business, do I mean, and create luscious memories with your family. Right. So my thing yeah. is, 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 is time is 
we always have time if we choose to have time. So if you're choosing not to do it, you're still making a choice, right? And that's okay. Absolutely. But I think it's about being realistic here and and having some hard truths that you're still choosing not to do something with it, even though you know it would better your life. And, and, And here's a good way, here's a good way, Angela, to get get on track with and and resensitizing yourself to what's going on in your life. Here's the one thing that I find is so important. It's extreme Mm self-care. So extreme self-care isn't just going to the gym and getting your nails and hair done. That's definitely important. What extreme self-care is, is it's, it's knowing your boundaries. It's, and respecting those boundaries, understanding, uh, what serves you, what does not, and saying no to those experiences that you do not want that, you know, drain you or people that drain you and saying yes to things that, that fill your soul and, and they're, they're, uh, and, and build you up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you say yes to things, you have to say no to something else and somebody gets their, their feathers ruffled. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what, that's another thing. Other people's opinions. We're worried about what everybody else is thinking. Mm-hmm. That fear that's of what are they going to say? Exactly. That fear of, you know, what will they and say? It could what be will family. They do? Mm-hmm. Most, most of the problems we have is with the people closest with us because we're trying to grow and they're not used to us um, being evolved. Mm-hmm. They're uncomfortable. Or they're the opposite I find too, is we believe that the people who are closest to us should, should, should be supporting us, right? But again, in my instance, and I talk often about this, and I believe it's a conversation we don't have often, is that in business specifically, as you start to grow revenue-wise, spiritual-wise, emotional, mm-hmm. et cetera, and the other people stay exactly where they are, you will lose friends and family members in the journey oh, yeah, of entrepreneurship absolutely. because you've outgrown them. Not that you outlove them, you've outgrown them and they've chosen not to come on the same trajectory, which is fine because we all have choice, but we're, we're firing at a higher vibration than they are. We're no longer right. prepared to, to go into toxic doing conversations or passive aggressive comments or whatever. So our boundaries become stronger. And when this comes, a lot of people don't like it. They are Absolutely. significantly confronted and triggered by us, right? Even though all we've done is grow in as human beings and become better versions of ourselves to be better versions to the world, right? Um, so grief and loss is a significant thing when you start looking at your soul blocks, looking at mm-hmm. your subconscious, um, and not everyone's going to stick around to see you grow and succeed. Absolutely. And and one, one of the uh, results of extreme self-care is getting sensitive being becoming more sensitive to negative experiences being sensitive you know get, being sensitized to uh people who are mistreat us because a lot of times we don't even know we're being mistreated because we're so used to it mm-hmm. you know the way somebody speaks to us uh, like we're not important or they turn around and walk away when you know when you're speaking or whatever whatever little it, it can be little mm-hmm. and we we and once we start really loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves, we get sensitive to those experiences that are, you know, that don't serve us. Mm-hmm. And we also, uh, what happens is too energetically, when we when we treat ourselves well and we know our worth, people around us start to rise up. Mm-hmm. 
they either rise up or they go out. They leave. Yep, exactly right. Or they get left behind. But it's about being right. okay with knowing that not everyone's going to be around, right? And and you'll start to, in my opinion, build that muscle is you'll care a little bit less and a little bit less about what people think because you, in that through that self care, as you start to realize that it's a, all that matters really is how you feel. And often we have always been taught that if we think about ourselves, that we're selfish, right? That we're selfish. rude. We're correct. There's all these stories. And again, whatever you grew up with, you know, with your moms and your dads and generational patterns, right? So it's like, no, actually, again, the saying is I've got to put my oxygen mask on first. And I and I think often we have not done that for so many years and so many generations that we're now trying so hard to get out of this, do you know what I mean, cycle? Well, I like to suggest that if we engage in authentic self-care and we authentically are trying to feel good, we're, we're living, waking up each day and our goal is to feel good in our bodies, in our minds, in our spirits, what's going to end up happening is, is, yes, you might ruffle some feathers, but it's going to end up being better for everybody in the long run because now you've created space and you're spending less energy trying to navigate the toxic waters mm -hmm. and you have room for the people in your life and you can give to them because now your cup is full mm -hmm. on your own. You're not looking for somebody else to fill that cup. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because again, it's our responsibility for how we show up in life and how we do life. Again, something that's very hard for people to grasp, right? Nobody's coming to save us. I've said this over and over again on this podcast. The only person to come and save you is you. But for those women who are listening out here today and they're like, okay, this is good. You've kind of triggered me because again, a, a trigger potentially is to me always a sign to look inner. Why, why potentially are you triggered with something that we may have said today? Is there a particular framework that you have or is there, um, again, anything in addition that the women in business who are listening today that want to work through this and release these soul blocks can start doing today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that especially for entrepreneurs, I think entrepreneurs, at least all the many of the entrepreneurs that I associate with, everybody has a coach. They have a business coach or they have a, spir a spiritual guide or somebody or mentor, I think that's important because having somebody outside uh, of your your space who can be objective and and guide you. So you know this is you know this is something that I do. You know I'm a I'm a I'm a soul guide. I'm not so much of a life coach. Mm -hmm. uh, I help guide people onto that path. So you could get get help. Mm -hmm. You know, get somebody, you know, get somebody in your corner who you trust. And again, you know, interview them. That's, you know, that's what I do. I interview people. And then I, if I want to work with them and I, I listen to how my body feels when, mm -hmm. when, and I, and I tune into that and I say, oh, this is the person. Mm -hmm. I don't need to interview anybody else. Um, you can get help. You can start reading good books, uh, listening to uh, people like Louise Hay, Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, and, you know, and, and Abraham Hicks, uh, as well as finding other um, spiritual guides on social media to listen to that resonate with you. Mm -hmm. Just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean you have to either. It's, you know, whatever resonates with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, read good books. Uh, surround yourself with people who, who like-minded people who uh, you don't want to dummy down. Mm -hmm. And we do that a lot. We dummy down 
to fit in and to be part of the, you know, whatever crowd that we we're used to. But really, you want to put yourself in the company of people who are doing better than you in some in some way. It doesn't have to be in all ways so that you can't have something to aspire to. And they're going to cheer you on. These are going to be your cheerleaders. The people that are at the bottom of the ladder who haven't grown spiritually, and I mean this in a spiritual sense, uh, they haven't started a, a journey or they're not going to be able, they don't have the capacity to support you and cheer you on. So mm-hmm. you want, you want to have a good network of people that are, when they're okay in their own skin and they're living their best life, they have the space to, to cheer you on. 100%. And, and it's and, those and their energy to be around. Yeah. And so in reading good books and, you know, a, a good support network, extreme self-care, taking time out, starting a spiritual practice, uh, you know, meditating, journaling, uh, in, in, and, and again, let it be aligned to you. Let it resonate with you. I mean, this is a connection with the divine. It's a love relationship. It's a relationship. It's not, it's, if it's forced, if you're forcing yourself, like I have to check the box today, you know, let me meditate, let me journal. And it really isn't about a relationship mm-hmm. anymore. So you want, you want to, if you're going to create or adopt a spiritual practice, let it be from a place of love mm-hmm. and find out what works for you. You don't have to stand on your head or, you know, whatever to, to connect. You just merely have to say, Hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I know you are too. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I mean, this conversation again is, is, you know, if I think back in my journey as an entrepreneur, I very much ran from a masculine energy. And so if you go back five years to when our podcast started, to the conversations that were there, though needed, the conversations now is is a very different space, because I'm in a very different space. And I believe that it's important to bring these conversations to the front so that women have an opportunity. Yes, you understand how to do a funnel. And I'm not minimizing that funnels are important. And that there's other strategies, the hows that you have to do. But in my experience, and the reason why I'm where I am at and the reason why I have not just the revenue wealth, but also the wealth from spiritual wealth, do you mean physical wealth, et cetera, is because I've also done the other stuff, the other stuff mm-hmm. that others have put to the bottom of their to-do list, just like I did for many, many years. And I realized it was the thing that was missing, right? It's not the only yeah, thing, absolutely. because again, if you don't have strategy and just do the spiritual, I see a lot of spiritual people who will come and start working with me. And they're almost everything's too spiritual that then they don't have a plan. Do you know what I mean? On the how. So don't get me wrong. I don't right. think there's one or the other. I think it's, it's like an all you can eat buffet is what I say when my clients come to my programs. I offer a variety of these things and you get to pick and choose what you need right now from a place of alignment. But I still believe I have a responsibility as a business consultant who helps thousands of women around the world so that women, if they, this is what they want and this is what their all they eat buffet needs to be right now that they at least are aware that the option is there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I truly appreciate it. Now for those listeners who want to connect with you and learn more about how they might be able to support you, where can they find you? Okay. So I'm on all of the social media platforms, Instagram. I'm on TikTok. TikTok. That's the real just Steph on TikTok Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. And I have a free Facebook community, get real with just Steph. Mm-hmm. And um, you can, you know, tune into uh, the Just Steph show on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all of the major podcast 
podcast platforms and my check out my website, juststeph.com. Mm-hmm. And always, if you know, anyone who wants to reach out to me, they have a question, uh, they can email me at steph at juststeph.com and I'll, I will respond. Gosh, I love it. Well, thank you so much. And my final question before we wrap up is, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Oh, I wish I knew that. I have to say, I wish I knew that you don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You don't have to yes. be something that everybody else is looking for. You have you you only have to be who you are, and mm-hmm. that's the gift. Mm-hmm. I love that. Don't have to be perfect, but be your own gift. I think again, it's a powerful and gentle reminder about how you're being you, how you're showing up as you, right? And and perfectly imperfect you. So no, thank you again for coming on the podcast today. I know it's getting late over in the US as we're recording this, but just a reminder that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au and we'll make sure to include all these links. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple so that you can be the first to know of any of their new episodes when they are released and dropped. And if you haven't already left a review, please do so because again, creating a podcast is not easy. It does take time and energy. And so every review absolutely lights me up. But for now, have an amazing day, you awesome human, no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me for another episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. Thanks again, Steph. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.